Chapter 16 of On Union with God by Blessed Albert the Great Translated by a Benedictine of Prince Thorpe Priory This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 16 Of the Providence of God Which Watches Over All Things Wouldst thou draw nigh unto God Without let or hindrance Freely and in peace as we have described Desirest thou to be united and drawn to him in a union so close that it will endure in prosperity and adversity, in life and in death. Delay not to commit all things with trustful confidence into the hands of his sure and infallible providence. Is it not most fitting that thou shouldst trust to him who gives to all creatures in the first place their existence power and movement, and secondly their species and nature, according in all their number, weight and measure. Just as art presupposes the operations of nature, so nature presupposes the work of God, the creator, preserver, organizer and administrator. To him alone belong infinite power, wisdom and goodness, essential mercy, justice, truth and charity, immutable eternity and immensity. Nothing can exist and act of its own power, but every creature acts of necessity by the power of God, the first moving cause, the first principle and origin of every action, who acts in every active being. If we consider the ordered harmony of the universe, it is the providence of God which must arrange all things, even to the smallest details. From the infinitely great to the infinitely small, nothing can escape his eternal providence. Nothing has been drawn from his control, either in the acts of free will, in events we ascribe to chance or fate, or in what has been designed by him. We may go further. It is as impossible for God to make anything which does not fall within the dominion of his providence, as it is for him to create anything which is not subject to his action. Divine providence, therefore, extends over all things, even the thoughts of man. This is the teaching of Holy Scripture, for in the epistle of St. Peter it is written, Casting all your care upon him, for he hath care of you. 1 Peter verse 7 and again the prophet says, Cast thy care upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Psalm 54 verse 23 Also in Ecclesiasticus we read, My children, behold the generations of men, and know ye that no one hath hoped in the Lord, and hath been confounded. For who hath continued in his commandment, and hath been forsaken? Ecclesiasticus 2 verses 11 and 12 and the Lord says, Be not solicitous, therefore, saying, What shall we eat? Matthew 6, verse 31 All that thou canst hope for from God, however great it may be, thou shalt without doubt receive, according to the promise in Deuteronomy. Every place that your foot shall tread upon shall be yours. Deuteronomy 11, verse 24 
As much as thou canst desire thou shalt receive, and as far as the foot of thy confidence reaches, so far thou shalt possess. Hence St. Bernard says, God, the creator of all things, is so full of mercy and compassion, that whatever may be the grace for which we stretch out our hands, we shall not fail to receive it. It is written in St. Mark, Whatsoever ye shall ask when ye pray, believe that you shall receive, and they shall come unto you. Mark 11, verse 24. The greater and more persistent thy confidence in God, and the more earnestly thou turnest to Him in lowly reverence, the more abundantly and certainly shalt thou receive all thou dost hope and ask. But if, on account of the number and magnitude of his sins, the confidence of any should languish, let him who feels this torpor remember that all is possible to God, that what he wills must infallibly happen, and what he wills not cannot come to pass. And finally, that it is as easy for him to forgive and blot out innumerable and heinous sins as to forgive one. On the other hand, it is just as impossible for a sinner to deliver himself from a single sin as it would be for him to raise and cleanse himself from many sins, for not only are we unable to accomplish this, but of ourselves we cannot even think what is right. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5 All comes to us from God. It is, however, far more dangerous, other things being equal, to be entangled in many sins than to be held only by one. In truth, no evil remains unpunished, and for every mortal sin is due, in strict justice, an infinite punishment, because a mortal sin is committed against God, to whom belong infinite greatness, dignity, and glory. Moreover, according to the Apostle, the Lord knoweth who are his. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 And it is impossible that one of them should perish, no matter how violently the tempests and waves of error rage, how great the scandal, schisms, and persecutions, how grievous the adversities, discords, heresies, tribulations, or temptations of every kind. The number of the elect and the measure of their merit is eternally and unalterably predestined. So true is this, that all the good and evil which can happen to them or to others, all prosperity and adversity, serve only to their advantage. Nay, more, adversity does but render them more glorious, and proves their fidelity more surely. Delay not, therefore, to commit all things without fear to the providence of God, by whose permission all evil of whatever kind happens, and ever for some good end. It could not be, except he permitted it. Its form and measure are allowed by him who can and will, by his wisdom, turn all to good. Just as it is by his action that all good is wrought, so it is by his permission that all evil happens. But from the evil he draws good, 
and thus marvellously shows forth his power, wisdom, and clemency by our Lord Jesus Christ. So also he manifests his mercy and his justice, the power of grace, the weakness of nature, and the beauty of the universe. So he shows by the force of contrast the glory of the good and the malice and punishment of the wicked. In like manner, in the conversion of a sinner, we behold contrition, confession, and penance, and, on the other hand, the tenderness of God, His mercy and charity, His glory and His goodness. Yet sin does not always turn to the good of those who commit it, but it is usually the greatest of perils and worst of ills, for it causes the loss of grace and glory. It stains the soul, and provokes chastisement and even eternal punishment. From so great an evil may our Lord Jesus vouchsafe to preserve us. Amen. End of chapter 16 End of On Union with God By Blessed Albert the Great Translated by a Benedictine of Prince Thought Priory Read for LibriVox by David Barnes